Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's see what our guest thinks. And we'll also get into the idea of all these free agents, the decisions. The offseason feels like it really began today for the Eagles. And we thought Elliot Shore Parks of NJ.com would be a good guest to bring on to talk about it. He's on the Sports Carlton guest line right now. What's up, Elliot? What's going on, man? Long time, uh, no talk. Glad to be on. Yeah, it's been a while here. Elliot. It feels like, and I'm, I'm not saying you because I know you're kind of in the mode of thinking this stuff and writing about it every day, but it feels like the fan base has kind of put the offseason on hold here for a few weeks. We were pretending it wasn't happening and it was just the euphoria mm-hmm. of a Super Bowl. It all feels like things got ratcheted up today with trade rumors and free agency rumors, and, and it feels like now it's happening. Yeah, I mean, we talked to Howie last week. At the combine, we were all kind of standing around waiting for, for him to talk, and we were all talking with him about how crazy it is we're already at the combine. It's almost like they win the Super Bowl. That should be it. There should be no more football. But there was a combine. There are moves they have to make, and they're starting to make them. So, you know, the magic of that parade and the team, the reality is football decisions are starting to be made. They are. And, Elliot, today, Nick Foles, almost three or four different sources, had some variation of the same thing. The Eagles are looking for a big return, maybe more than the first and the fourth they got for Bradford. And then there was a fan reg report that maybe a second-round pick from an AFC team was offered. What do you make of the asking mm-hmm. price, and what do you think is fair for Nick? Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the Chris Mortensen report where it said the Eagles were only getting calls, not fielding them, was a pretty strong indication that that's probably the message the Eagles want out there and that they want a first and fourth-round pick. And, you know, that's their right to ask for it. But I just think the – even after his strong two games, um, and yes, they were important ones, and yes, they were on big stages, it's still only two games. Nick Foles has been in the league like five or six years now. So I don't think the opinion of Foles around the league is as strong as maybe Eagles fans want it to be. And I think when it comes down to it, the Eagles will be lucky to get a second-round pick. I mean, you never know. Uh, just you know, The Teddy Bridgewater thing that happened with the Vikings obviously had an impact on what the Eagles got for Sam Bradford. But Sam Bradford had at least started for four or five years in a row. I mean, there's still just – you know, Nick Foles is viewed, I think, still as a backup in the NFL, and you normally don't give up first and fourth round picks for guys that are backups. No, you don't. Elliot Shore Parks joining us here from NJ.com. Elliot, not only is Nick a big part of this, he might be the first domino if it falls, and that will mm-hmm. maybe lead to some other things, but the Eagles have a lot of moves to make. Let's start with Vinnie Curry. So last night, I, I guess it's a report. I don't even know what you call it, but Ian Rappaport threw out the idea that they have to do something here with Vinnie Curry, whether they trade him or they release him or they rework the contract. What are your thoughts on Vinny, his, his importance here, but also that cap yeah. number? It's, it's just way too big right now. Well, I think first on the field, people really just kind of think they'll just get rid of Vinny and that'll be okay and won't be hard to replace him. I mean, I'm not saying Vinny Curry is a double-digit sack guy every year, but he plays really well. I, he played really well this past season, I thought. He really improved against the run. He's a pretty good pass rusher. Um, and, you know, he doesn't play starter snaps. No one on the Eagles defensive line does. But, you know, if, if you're going to cut him, you have to replace him. And right now he has – I think this cap hits around $11 million, and if they release him, he still counts for $6 million against the cap, and then you also have to sign somebody with that $5 million. So, I mean, I don't think this idea of just replacing him is going to be that easy, and because of the amount of dead money they, that he has on there, the $6 million, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they renegotiated and got something done, because I do think Vinny, I mean, he's a New Jersey guy, he's only ever played for this team, I do think he would want to stay here. 
Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if something ended up happening, but I don't think he's going to – if he's on the roster next year, I don't think his cap hit will be for more than $6 bucks. Elliot, there was a report that the Eagles are bracing for the exit of Nigel Bradham in free agency. Now, maybe if they create some extra cap room, that could be changed, but that worries me because I, I think Nigel's almost underrated for how good he was last year, especially when they mm-hmm. lost Jordan Hicks. Do you think Nigel's gone? And if he is, how hard is that going to be replaced? Yeah, I think there's a really good shot he's gone. Um, I mean, maybe he hits free agency and he just doesn't find an offer out there he likes and he decides he'd rather come, he'd rather come back. But I just don't really think the Eagles value the linebacker position a ton. I mean, they've invested a ton in their defensive line, a ton in the secondary, and they've invested a lot in different positions. It's just when it comes to linebacker, they've never really seemed like they're willing to. I mean, Jordan Hicks next year, if he comes back, I think is your best linebacker. Of course he has. There's injury concerns there, but I think they're pretty confident they'll just kind of plug someone in there and they'll count on the defensive line and they'll count on the secondary to carry that defense. Elliot, Patrick Robinson, you had the story today. The Giants have some interest. And we heard last yeah. week that the Eagles had some interest in re-signing him, which was kind of an early sign. It was the first one like, oh, this might be the one of the few guys they try to bring back. And I found it interesting, not not because Patrick wasn't good last year. Of course, they'd want him, but they've acquired a lot of young secondary pieces and corner pieces. And when you looked at that, I just thought, oh, this is a one-year thing with Patrick, and they would go young in the secondary. But it seems like they really value what he brought last year. Yeah, I think if they re-sign any of their free agents, they kind of go above and beyond to sign any of them. I think that Patrick Robinson will be that one. Just because when you look at their secondary, I mean, remember two years ago when they didn't really have a nickel cornerback, how often they had to move Malcolm Jenkins up and kind of take him out of his safety position. And this year they were able to let Malcolm play a more traditional safety role. They were able to put him on tight ends a little more because every week they were so confident Patrick Robinson will be able to play that nickel position and play it at an elite level. Now, what you said is correct. They have Russell Douglas. They have Sidney Jones, Ronald Darby, Jalen Mills. But none of those guys, in my opinion, are a natural nickel and have really ever played that position at the NFL level. I mean, none of them have, actually. So um, I think that, you know, the nickel is an important position to to the Eagles team, and I think they're going to be willing to pay for him. The question is, as I said, there's a lot of teams out there interested in Patrick Robinson. Cornerbacks make a lot of money on the open market, especially guys that, you know, can play at a elite position uh, like like the nickel. So I think the Eagles want him back. I think of the free agents, there's a the best chance he's back, but they're not going to get him at some type of discounted rate. They want him. They're going to have to pay for him. All right, Ellie, let's play it out. Let's say they bring back Patrick Robinson. You have Ronald Darby. You have Jalen Mills who started in the Super Bowl. You have Sidney Jones coming back. You mentioned Rasul mm-hmm. Douglas. That's a lot of corners, and it's not a bad thing to yeah. have, but do you think if they brought back Patrick and everyone was healthy next year and they are all playing well, could we see a position change with one of the other guys to safety? Do you think that could be in the equation down the line? I mean, maybe it's possible you see a guy like Rasul Douglas move into like a cornerback safety hybrid, but I think all the all the corners you just mentioned are natural corners. I don't think any of them really transition to safety. I mean, I will say, you know, some scouts think Rasul Douglas will, but I thought he played so well on the outside in the middle of the season. He struggled a little bit at the end, but I think what you'll see is if they bring Patrick Robinson back, I don't know what they'll do. I mean, when I talked to Corey Unlin last year, he said he thought Jalen Mills could play the nickel a little. So maybe if Patrick Robinson's gone, they put Sidney on the outside um, when they're in a nickel defense, which is quite a bit. But, I mean, the reality is you're going to have four really young corners that all really want to play. Um, and it's going to be a good problem to have for the Eagles, but not a good problem if you're Rasul Douglas or a guy like Sidney Jones because there's only going to be two or three corners out on the time, and they have five if Patrick Robinson comes back that really do uh, you know, deserve playing time. Last one for you, Ella. It seems like that a lot of the reports are saying Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, if not – the favorite, you know, they're obviously one of the few mm-hmm. favorites to land him. 
I think that's a pretty big deal because the Vikings made it to the title yeah. game last year. I think Cousins is – I like him, I think, more than most people. How much do you like Cousins? And you, do you think if the Vikings get him, that's, that's a big roadblock or a big trouble for the Eagles in the NFC next year? Yeah, well, I was looking it up today, and he actually has the best quarterback rating against the Eagles in his career of teams he's played at least twice. So he traditionally kills the Eagles. Now, maybe that's a Redskins game plan thing, but the Eagles better hope so because the Vikings are already a very good team. Um, and if they have Kirk Cousins – I think then um, I don't think they should be viewed as a favorite in the NFC, but they're going to be much tougher to beat because I think he is considerably better than Case Keenum, especially against the Eagles. But the other thing, my takeaway from the Cousins thing is, if you're looking around the NFL and you're thinking about Foles and the Vikings aren't going after him when they have John D. Filippo there, they have the draft assets to do it, and they can avoid paying Kirk Cousins a ton of money. What does that really say about Foles if his own coach doesn't want to bring him in? So I think Cousins going to the Vikings is is a bad thing for the Eagles, and I think the fact that the Vikings don't want him, don't, don't want full, speaks to his value and his perception around the league. Yeah, that could be. It certainly could be. Elliot, we appreciate a few minutes here, and uh, we'll catch up soon, all right? All right. Talk to you later. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks of NJ.com, and he will be uh, and he will have the honor of being the second podcast that we tweet out from the Twitter account, at WIP Evenings. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.